My entire life changed when I realized that I create confidence through the choices that I make. I create confidence through the choices that I make, both in terms of the actions that I take and in terms of the dialogue that I have with myself internally. And you see that when you are willing to be supportive of yourself and you are willing to be kind to yourself, that you can in fact feel and sound more grounded and more powerful. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm recording this on a Monday morning, so I'm full of zest and energy. <laughs> zest is a funny word, right? I think of like citrus zest. But anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. I'm Jess. I'm the creator of this show, and I'm a career coach who supports women in building confidence, in accelerating their path to executive leadership, in becoming super powerful communicators. And I am so excited about today's episode because I am walking you through the foundations that you will want to put in place in order to become a super effective presence and communicator in meetings. Now, it is very not coincidentally that these building blocks that I'm walking you through are the same exact modules of my group program, the Art of Speaking Up Academy, because I designed that program in order to support you, to support professional women in becoming very powerful and effective in meetings. And so the curriculum of that program is comprised of the same building blocks that I am talking about on today's episode, because these are really the foundational pieces that once you have gotten better at them and once you have them in place, you will be so unstoppable and so damn powerful in meetings. And of course, the reason that I'm talking about this this week in particular is because next week, doors will open to the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So enrollment for this program is going to be open from November 5th through November 18th. It's a little bit under two weeks, so it's going to be a pretty quick enrollment period. So I suggest marking your calendar to go check it out on November 5th if you are interested in joining because the enrollment period tends to fly by very quickly. And if you are new and you're just hearing about the Academy for the first time, or you're just intrigued and trying to understand it better, this is my group program where I have poured in my knowledge from my very successful corporate career where I you know, became an executive in my early 30s and spent so much time in rooms with very high-level executives, often CEOs, CFOs, all different members of the C-suite. I combined that knowledge with my coaching skills and my ability to support women in doing that deeper internal work of growing their confidence and feeling more powerful. I really take that body of knowledge and channel it into this six-month program, which is designed to help you 
grow your confidence in meetings and also elevate your communication skills to the best, most sophisticated levels. I know communication. I know what executives need to see. I know what takes something from just someone communicating in a meeting to something being very worthy of being shown to the most tenured, highest level person at an organization or at a company. I understand what leaders, what executives are looking for. I understand what's going to grab their attention. I understand what is going to help you stand out when you are communicating in meetings and inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy You will not only learn all of those tools and all of those things, but you will get to apply them, practice them, internalize them so that you come out a much stronger communicator than who you were when you entered into the program. This is so important because your confidence and your communication skills in meetings have a huge impact on your career growth. The stronger an impression you're able to make in meetings, the more space you can take up the more of an impact you were able to have in meeting rooms, the more leaders and executives at your company will feel ready to trust you with higher responsibilities. And that moves you into promotions and bigger opportunities and projects faster. So being effective in meetings is truly the fuel for your career growth. And that is why I get so excited about this program, because I want you to have that fuel so that you can experience the growth that you desire in your career. If you want to join me inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, doors are going to open November 5th, close November 18th. I will drop that info in the show notes. And today's episode is really going to help you understand what you're going to be working on and learning and getting coached on inside the Academy. And this episode will help you whether you join the Academy or not, because what I'm laying out is the path, the roadmap to becoming a powerful, effective presence in meetings. Now, Here's what I want to say about this roadmap, and I've been saying this a lot more in my content lately because I've realized that my clients and you and my audience really needs to hear it. Nowhere in this episode am I going to prescribe that you need to be perfect in order to be effective in meetings. Nowhere in this episode am I going to prescribe that you need to never feel nervous, never have a shaky voice, never experience a wobble in your confidence, never doubt yourself, never feel small and scared and intimidated. I really want you to notice that the ingredients and building blocks that I'm sharing with you in this episode, most of them are things that are within your control. I think we tend to think, oh, well, like I'll only be good in meetings when I just like become this different version of me or I stop being so nervous or I stop being so scared. But what we don't realize is that that decrease in your nervousness, that decrease in your fear, that feeling of like feeling ready and confident, it's not just going to happen. It's going to be a result of you doing these things. So I think we often think like the confidence is just going to hit me. And when it hits me, I'll finally be able to be confident. But what we don't realize is the confidence comes as a result of us having a bigger presence, betting on ourselves, speaking up, taking up space before we feel 100% ready. And this is so important because it's easy to take these tools and think like, but I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. But the thing is, 
It's by using these tools that you're going to get ready. So you don't need to be perfect. This work, what I do is designed for anyone who wants to show greater leadership in meetings, whether you get super nervous, whether you feel like you're having a really hard time and you feel like you're kind of like behind everyone else, you know, first of all, you're probably not behind everyone else. But second of all, like you don't need to wait to become someone different in order to apply what I'm going to teach you. You just need to decide that you're going to get started taking one baby step after another today, right now in this next meeting, and that you're no longer waiting on something outside of you to help catalyze you into action. And more importantly, to help you believe in yourself. The only person that can believe in your potential is you, right? And so it's sort of like, if you're not willing to be like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to apply this, I'm going to go for it, then of course things won't change. But the beautiful thing is like, you just get to decide that and you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it right. It's just about saying, I'm going to make one tiny improvement after another. I'm going to take one small step after another. And I'm going to trust that if I just keep taking those small steps, then eventually I will cultivate the deep confidence and that powerful meeting presence that I desire. And it's not going to happen in one big step. It's going to happen happen over a series of tiny steps, which is why you need to have so much faith in yourself that if you keep moving forward, eventually these tiny steps are going to add up to something super powerful. And honestly, that can be challenging because when we're taking a tiny step, it looks tiny. It looks insignificant. It looks like it's not worth it, like not going to get us to where we want to go. And that's where some of the challenge comes in of like, do you have enough faith to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, trusting that even if the progress you're seeing right now isn't exactly the progress that you want to see in the long run, can you trust that you are getting there anyway and that you should keep going? This is truly the difference maker between growth versus stagnance. And I think back to myself early on in my career where I was struggling with confidence. I I didn't feel at all like I was good at my job. I hated meetings. I felt so cringy. I was I felt like I was so awkward whenever I spoke. Imagine if I had told myself, Jess, like there's no point in you trying because you're taking too small of a step. You're too pathetic. Like don't even try. Don't even make any effort. If I had said that to myself, I wouldn't be here right now where I built a corporate career so successful that I felt almost complete in that chapter of my career and started something completely different. And now I'm willing to speak up and share my voice <laughs> for so many people. And my confidence is so big. And it's because I trusted that if I just stayed with it and I just put one foot in front of the other, that eventually things would start to change and shift. And so I really want you to think about the fact that like, it is your faith in yourself, your willingness to bet on yourself, your willingness to give yourself permission to take steps forward, even if they're small. And even if you are feeling the doubt, it is your willingness to courageously put one foot in front of the other that is going to lead to the change that you desire. And so as you're listening to this episode, please think about it through that lens of like, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm not telling you you need to be perfect. You just need to believe in yourself enough to take some of these elements that I'm walking you through and be like, okay, 
I'm going to find a way to apply this, right? Like Jess is saying that this is a thing I have to do in meetings. Maybe it's not something I'm currently doing, but can I find a small way to take what she's saying and bring it with me into my next meeting and trust that if I just keep doing that, eventually I'm going to experience the change and growth that I desire. So let's dive in. Today, I'm walking you through the five ingredients, the five pillars, the five foundations that will make you unstoppable in meetings. So we're going to go through them one by one. I'm going to talk about what they are, why they're useful, and help get you started in really building these capabilities within yourself. And if you want to go deep, much deeper into building these capabilities and you actually want hands-on guidance from me, this is what you'll get to do inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And I definitely recommend that you join me in there. Let's get started. So the first skill is confidence. And listen, for me, confidence is not something that we either have or we don't. There's like some subset of women out there who are just confident and better. I used to think that. And my entire life changed when I realized that I create confidence through the choices that I make. I create confidence through the choices that I make, both in terms of the actions that I take and in terms of the dialogue that I have with myself internally. So let me walk you through both of those. Confidence comes as a result of taking brave action outside your comfort zone. And in meetings, this is really, really important because if you don't exit your comfort zone in meetings, you are limiting the impact that you can have. If you didn't care what people thought of you, if you were willing to feel all different emotions, right? Like if you were just willing to go for it, you would act really differently in meetings and that version of you would get promoted much faster, right? So the the set of actions that we are willing to take in meetings determines what will happen in our careers. And confidence doesn't come from feeling amazing. It comes from choosing in small ways over and over to take those actions that will further your career. I want you to imagine the version of you who's fearless, the version of you who isn't self-conscious, and I want you to imagine how she interacts in meetings. And then I want you to take that idea and think about what happens in a year, in two years, in three years worth of meetings when you're showing up as that more courageous version of you, when you're not holding back, when you're joining the conversation, right? The cumulative effect of taking confident action is that you get rewarded in your career. You get noticed, your reputation grows, you get promoted a lot faster. So it is through those brave actions outside of your comfort zone, which usually just involve participating more often and more courageously that add up to change in your career. Now, here's what's really important about this is, and this is something that I go into very deeply inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, is that confidence isn't only about taking brave action. Because if it was, then all we would need to do is identify like, what is the action that we need to take? And we would just need to go and take the action and it would be so simple. So why is it so hard, right? And you might even be thinking that like, okay, this sounds great, but it can't be that simple. And it's not. And that's because there's an internal component to confidence as well. The internal component to confidence is our ability to notice 
our internal experience and to cultivate an internal experience that supports us in growing and taking up space. Here's what I mean by that. Let's go back to what I said about confidence being a byproduct of taking action. So you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, okay, Jess says that confidence is just me making the decision to take action and that that represents confidence and that will grow my confidence. So all I have to do is take brave action. So I'm going to go into my next meeting and I'm going to take brave action. Okay, great. You've got your roadmap. But you probably know what ends up happening in that meeting, right? You get into the meeting, you've resolved to take action. And then what happens? What happens that prevents you from taking the action? Typically, what happens is you start to feel a lot of feelings inside. You feel doubt. You feel small. You start questioning yourself, right? It could be because the people in the meeting are intimidating you. It could just be that it was easier to imagine doing it in your head. But then when you were in the actual real meeting, suddenly it felt so much harder. Whatever reason it is, though, all of a sudden you're faced with all of these difficult emotions. This is where people can get stuck if they're only focusing on action because you could know very clearly, my goal is to be more vocal and take up more space in this meeting and not hide. But then when all of those feelings come up, it's not going to matter that you know theoretically to do that. You already know theoretically to do that, right? The feelings are going to overtake you and then you might end up shrinking away and falling back into your old pattern. So as part of our definition of confidence, we also have to develop the ability to navigate those feelings and those internal experiences that prevent us from taking the action that will grow our confidence. This is so important, and you can really think about this in two layers. There's the layer of the action that we want to take, and there's the layer of all of the feelings that we are feeling that are preventing us from taking that action. So what confidence looks like is you get in the meeting, you're like, okay, my confident action is that when it gets to my part, I'm not going to lie and pretend like I don't have anything to add because I'm uncomfortable. I'm actually going to share my contribution with this room of people, even though I'm intimidated. Then it gets around to your turn and it gets around to that moment and you feel the fear and the doubt and the hesitation and you feel that impulse of like, just don't do it. It's just too hard. Just hide, just stay small. No one will ever know that you had any ideas. Like you can just pretend like you don't, it'll be fine. All of that happens. Confidence means being aware of all of that, right? Noticing that and being like, okay, I'm having this internal experience It's difficult, and I'm going to offer myself the encouragement that I need internally to show up anyway, and I'm not going to allow these emotions to change my decision. Of course, I'm going to make room for these emotions, and I'm going to acknowledge that I feel scared, and this is hard, and this is difficult. And I'm going to connect with something in me that knows that I can do hard, scary difficult things. Because if I don't intentionally cultivate my ability to connect with that part of myself, then the fear and the hesitation are going to completely take over my decisions. And they're not just going to take over my decisions in this meeting. They're going to take over my career, 
right? So what I'm speaking to is the capacity to navigate difficult emotional experiences, right? It's not just about taking the action. If it was just about taking the action, you would just go and take the action and this would all be so easy, right? But there's more to it. There's that internal emotional capacity, which is the internal engine for the confident action, right? That is the work that I do. That is why I'm a coach. That is, I would say like, 60 to 70% of what coaching is about is cultivating that internal engine, right? So that those feelings, those very natural human feelings of fear and doubt and imposter syndrome and hesitation, so that those feelings aren't the ones deciding your actions. And this is something that you can learn to do, right? This is the beauty of the change process. This is the beauty of human psychology. While those feelings might feel really overwhelming and while it might feel really hard for you to get unstuck from those patterns, as humans, we are capable of growing our emotional resilience and learning new ways to navigate the feelings that keep us stuck. And that is the essence of confidence. And I love it because it doesn't require us to be perfect. It doesn't require us to not feel doubt. And in fact, we can only build and demonstrate confidence when we are feeling doubt. The whole point of confidence is whatever comes up, we will navigate it. We will handle it. So it's not about being this perfect robot who never feels any of these hard feelings. It's about being this badass warrior, this badass leader who is like, look, I can handle the feelings. I can handle the adversity. I can handle the difficult thing. That is so much more valuable for your life and your career than being perfect and never, ever feeling doubt will ever be. I think sometimes we develop this fantasy of confidence that's like this version of us who like never feels bad and never doubts themselves and never has like these difficult feelings or difficult moments. And we think that's what we're aiming for. We think that's confidence, but that's not real. There are no humans who experience zero difficult emotions or zero adversity. Confidence is about our ability to navigate all of that and show up powerfully as the woman, as the leader that we want to be, even when those feelings are present. I feel those feelings every day, right? Like I deal with difficult emotions within like internal adversity within myself on a daily basis. What has changed is that I am so much more gentle, forgiving and adept and agile at navigating it. So I'm able to show up in the way that I want to. And I no longer have those feelings dictating what I get to do and accomplish in my life and my career. And of course, as I get better at navigating those feelings, they do tend to shrink, right? They do tend to feel less big inside, but it's not about eliminating the fear and the doubt and the self-consciousness. It's about changing your relationship with it. And the truth is like, when you are good at navigating difficult emotions, you can step into any situation. You can handle anything because you know that you're going to be able to get through it. Like, you know, you have that ability. And that's what true confidence is for me. I'm not interested in, you know, confidence that's built on perfectionism. I'm not interested in confidence that comes, you know, from like never feeling bad or never getting it wrong. I'm interested in a confidence that can last through anything, right? Like, 
You're building a career that's going to be decades long. No matter how successful you get, no matter how strong you get, no matter how competent you feel, you're going to deal with hard shit. Like it is, that is just going to be a part of it. I want you to be the woman who gets up stronger every time something difficult comes up. That's who I want to be, right? Like that's my philosophy for myself and my coaching work. And that is really what I think is so valuable and so juicy. And like, that's what makes me feel powerful of just like knowing like I will handle it. And listen, this doesn't mean that it doesn't feel hard in the moments where you feel like crap. And it doesn't mean that like having those human moments of struggle feels good. Those moments don't feel good. But after when I look back and I'm like, I handled that shit, like I did that. I feel so amazing about myself. I have so much trust for myself. I have so much love and adoration for myself. And that is really how I approach confidence and That's how I approach it in my client work. That's how I approach it inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I'm not interested in feeding into any existing patterns of perfectionism that you have when it comes to building confidence. I'm interested in helping you break those patterns and build confidence from an entirely new paradigm where you allow yourself to be a human who has struggles and who has emotions. And instead of fighting against that, You build a confidence that's compatible and can work with all of the quirks and the flaws and the imperfections of the beautiful human that you are. So that is number one. That is confidence. And I'm now realizing this might be a two-part episode because I'm already 23 minutes in and I have a list of five items. So we're going to see how this goes. But in the meantime, moving on to item number two, foundation number two, executive presence. Executive presence is the vibe that you exude in meetings. So the way that I want you to think about executive presence is that two people in a room can say the same exact words, but they might have a different impact on the room. So how is that true? They said the same exact words. Well, the difference maker is executive presence. So executive presence comes mostly from the way we are saying the words and not the words themselves. This is really, really important because the way that we speak signals credibility or lack of credibility to our audience. Now, here's what's really important. I don't want you to be a perfectionist about this and use this against yourself and think, well, like I'm nervous in meetings, I get anxious, so I can't have powerful executive presence. That is not true at all. You might not believe this about me, but like I'm a ball of nerves. I'm a very nervous human, right? And of course, like I don't get as anxious as I used to. That's changed. But I don't think that having a powerful executive presence comes from being free of nerves. I think it comes from being very certain of what it is you are sharing with your audience and very invested in the topic. So (laughs) I exude a lot of presence on this podcast. Not because I'm not nervous. I often am nervous when I record, but because I'm deeply committed to this material, deeply passionate about it, and deeply devoted to it. So I just want to open your eyes to the idea that I think we sometimes think that executive presence is the opposite of nervousness, and it's not. Yes, it is easier to have a stronger executive presence when you are less nervous, for sure. But it isn't this binary where you're either nervous or you're not nervous and you have amazing executive presence. And in fact, the way that I built my executive presence and the way that I teach executive presence is that it's about learning to maintain presence 
even when you feel a wave of nervousness and even when you feel a wave of doubt. Because the truth is all of these executives and leaders that you see in meetings speaking so confidently, it's not that they're never experiencing doubt. It's that they're just better at maintaining presence through that experience. They don't shrink away, right? Like they continue to do the scary, bold, vulnerable act of taking up space. And that is what supports them in having a strong presence. Now, one of my best hacks that I can give you for growing your executive presence is rather than focusing on yourself and how amazing you want to sound, focus on the material and cultivating as strong a connection with your material as possible. Because the stronger you feel connected to your material, the more genuine conviction you will have when you deliver it, right? So it's sort of like, okay, I am not at all passionate about curtains. I don't care about curtains. So if I talk to you about curtains and why they're cool and what they do, it's going to be harder for me to have a strong executive presence And if I talk to you about confidence and growing your confidence, because I care about confidence, I have strong feelings about confidence. So even without trying, I'm going to have a much stronger presence when talking about something that I feel deeply connected to. That is going to reflect in my presence. And that is going to reflect whether I'm nervous or not, whether I doubt myself or not, right? So what this means is that one of the best ways to cultivate strong executive presence is to deepen your connection with the material, with the content, so that you are less in your head thinking about yourself and more in the content thinking about the work. That is one of the best ways to begin cultivating executive presence if you are struggling with it. And the other thing that I want to share with you, which I go very deeply into in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, is this idea that we are actually in control of our voice, right? So we can build awareness of how we sound and make choices about how we want to sound. I think that we think that like when we speak, We just like, we just sound how we sound, but that's not true, right? That's why there are public speaking coaches and people who train their voices because our voice is an instrument of our body and we actually get to work with it. And when you start to realize how to do that and when you start to realize that you can actually have an influence over how you sound, then suddenly you can notice it and make an effort to grow your presence in a direction that feels really good to you. Now, what's so important about this is for me, this is not the same as fake it till you make it. Because I don't like the idea of like being fake with your voice and your presence. I think that your real voice is a more confident voice. I think the not confident voice is the fake voice. I think that's the voice that you have developed through social conditioning, through your upbringing, through all of these things that happens in your life that disconnected you from your real presence and your real voice. So in learning to cultivate a bit more control around the sound of your voice and how you speak, you are actually practicing coming closer to what I believe is the true way that you communicate when you're not self-conscious, when you feel amazing, when you're trusting yourself, like when you're feeling yourself. So I believe that this is such a powerful tool to help you connect with a more confident 
more strong executive presence that is authentic. And this is something that's done through practice, through practicing speaking, through practicing speaking while taking up more space, through practicing speaking with greater certainty in the tone of your voice. As you practice it, you begin to learn your own voice. You begin to learn to connect with the parts of your voice that are more deeply connected to that internal confidence and passion. And you learn to speak from a different place, right? Like this is a thing that I'm intimately familiar with from doing theater work and from recording this podcast and really stepping onto real stages and stepping onto the stage of this podcast is really understanding my voice, getting to know it, getting to know the nuances of it. And this is something that I'm going to support you in doing inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can have more command over the sound of your voice and therefore a stronger presence. And when you have a stronger executive presence, then the leaders around you can imagine you in executive roles. And as they can imagine you in those roles, it supports them in making the bet on you that they need to make in order for you to be promoted into those roles. So, you know, I really want you to think about this, right? Like if you are in a room with a bunch of people who are all speaking and you have to decide which one to promote and they're all sharing good quality communication, how are you going to pick, right? Like how do you pick the person to promote if what they're sharing is all good quality, like they're all sharing the same good quality. The only other thing you have to go off of is presence, right? So you would look at the people in the room and be like, who seems <laughs> like they can handle more from the way that they're communicating? And you would ask yourself that question and then you would choose based on that. And so that's why executive presence matters so much because it's how we demonstrate our competence beyond just the words we're using. The words we're using matter. I'm going to get to that in the next item on the list. But executive presence is that additional layer, that additional factor of like, what vibe am I getting from this person? It's sort of like when someone is talking to you and explaining something to you, if they don't sound certain, you are not going to feel good about it, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever, you know, situations like, let's say your car is broken and it needs work. If the mechanic is being wishy-washy and doesn't sound certain about what needs to happen with your car, you might feel really nervous about like taking the next step to get your car fixed, right? Whereas if they're like, here's the situation, here's what needs to happen, then you're going to trust them and be like, okay, that sounds legit. So it's the same, right? We take signals about the competence of the person in front of us in part by how they're speaking. Now, this doesn't mean that the words that you say don't matter, like I said, but the ideal combination is to be really powerful with the words you use and really powerful with your executive presence. That is like the magic combination where your communication is very clean and effective, the words are good, the content is good, and your presence, your vibe is very, very authoritative and strong. When you have both of those things working together, that is when people are in your meetings and that's where they have that feeling of like, boom, like, whoa, she knows what she's talking about. Like, we can totally trust her is because the content is solid and the presence is strong. Now, before I, I finish this executive presence item on this list, I just want to say that it is so important for you not to be a perfectionist about this. I will tell you from my journey, of going from having such a small hiding 
mousy presence in meetings. Like I just was so quiet and so hesitant and I felt so awkward to having what I think is an incredibly strong presence when I speak. The thing that I have learned is that putting pressure on yourself is not what is going to unlock the presence. Presence is unlocked from feeling comfortable, from feeling at ease. And that feeling of comfortable and at ease starts in your mind. So if in your mind you're being like, I'm awful, I'm horrible, I have to get a perfect, but blah, 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 it's going to be really hard for you to exude some powerful presence, my friend. But if in your mind you're like, I can do this, I've got this, it doesn't need to be perfect, like I'm totally brave, I'm doing it. If you're doing that in your mind, that will enable a much faster growth of your presence, right? So I just want you to remember that executive presence comes from feeling at ease And you can help create that for yourself by the way that you dialogue with yourself internally. It is not about control and perfection and rigidity. It is about learning to let go. And this doesn't mean, like I said, that you're not nervous, right? I really want to emphasize this. You can notice that you're feeling nervous. And in your mind, you can be like, oh my God, I'm horrible. I'm not going to have presence. I'm going to sound bad. This is horrible. Or you could be like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. This is hard. And I'm going to try. I'm so brave. I'm so cool for doing this. I'm going to give this my best. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? Do you see the difference between the two of these, right? The difference between taking the nervousness and like using it to get more perfectionistic and harsh with yourself versus taking the nervousness and then offering yourself support and encouragement. This is the essence of all of it, right? Like there is no way I could have learned to communicate with the level of sharpness that I am very often able to, if I hadn't learned to do that, I learned to stop being mean to myself. I learned to stop dragging myself down internally, right? That is what is so important. And that is a huge part of what I teach in the Art of Speaking Up Academy is cultivating that understanding of your inner dialogue, because it is that inner dialogue that affects everything, right? It affects your confidence. It affects your executive presence. It affects your ability to be in leadership in meetings. So your task, the thing that you are being called to do is to get better at recognizing that internal dialogue and not allowing it to prevent you from changing the way that you speak and changing the way that you act in meetings. This is profoundly powerful work because Not only are you learning to be more effective in meetings, but you are learning to be kind to yourself. You are learning to be supportive of yourself. And I think so many women who work with me are always so surprised that this is such a big part of the work, that we spend so much time working on being supportive of ourselves and working on unlearning some of that harsh perfectionism and self-criticism. They are very surprised by how prominent a role that plays. But think about it. How can I show up and take up space and shine and exude power If inside I'm telling myself that I suck and that I'm horrible and that I can't get it right and that I shouldn't even be trying, like 
how am I supposed to exude anything even remotely compelling for my audience if I'm being an asshole to myself, right? And so it truly comes from the inside out and from this ability to say like, I can do this. I don't need to be perfect. This is okay. It's okay that this is hard. It's when we're able to start to get to that place internally that we begin to have more options in terms of how often we speak, in terms of what we do, and in terms of how our voice sounds. Like, you know, this is like getting really into the details, but when you're speaking and like your voice wavers or goes down in volume, it's so often because in that moment, you're having a very self-critical thought, right? So you're in a meeting, you're talking, you're giving your presentation. And then all of a sudden something within you says like, you're horrible, you suck, this is awful. And your voice dips, it wavers, right? It's because you had that thought and you really identified with it. And instead of just noticing it as an internal experience, you took it as the truth. I am horrible. This is really bad. And so then there was a chemical reaction that happened in your brain and in your nervous system and your voice shrunk and your voice wavered. And then what happens is you notice that and you go, oh shit, my voice just shook. I just got quiet. That was really bad. I'm bad. I'm horrible. And you start spiraling down, right? So this all starts from the inside out, from the moment where your mind offers you the thought of like, I'm not doing well. But instead of you being like, yeah, I guess I'm not doing well. You're like, screw that. I'm doing my best and I'm showing up for this thing. And then maybe your voice wavers just a little bit less in that moment. And you see for the first time, you see that your voice and your confidence is something that you get to influence. And you see that when you are willing to be supportive of yourself and you're willing to be kind to yourself, that you can, in fact, feel and sound more grounded and more powerful. And that's what it's all about for me. It's all about building power, building confidence that comes from a deep love and adoration for ourselves. And I think like, People just never think that it comes from that. People think that it comes from punishing ourselves into perfection. And I promise you, it doesn't. I promise you that doesn't work. And that's probably the reason if you are stuck, that's probably one of the biggest reasons that you are staying stuck is because your model for building confidence for taking up space is coming from this idea of like, I need to keep criticizing myself until I get it right. And every time I don't get it right, I have to criticize myself some more. I really want you to think about if you want to be that person who's glowing, who's exuding power and who is exuding that deep confidence, you need to be glowing inside, right? So it's like you want to glow on the outside. You want to sound so powerful on the outside. You can't be glowing on the outside and then having that harsh internal experience on the inside. It's almost like the angel devil analogy is really good on this one, right? Like when I think of angels in in heaven, you know, or like angel characters, they're glowing. It's so beautiful. It's shining. And I think of the devil, it's like fiery and evil. You can't be glowing on the outside and have evil devilly thoughts on the inside, right? If you want to glow on the outside, you have to be glowing on the inside. And so this is the capacity that you're cultivating is the capacity to be supportive of yourself, to believe in yourself, even when you have a wobble, even when things feel hard, even when you have a self-critical thought, even when you have a wave of a really icky feeling that just makes you want to like give up on yourself or hide or stop talking or spiral down and self-sabotage. 
self-sabotage. It comes from your ability to be in those challenging moments and be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking be here for myself for once. And, And as you learn to do that, you become so incredibly confident and powerful. That is where my confidence has come from. That is the foundation of all of the coaching work that I do and the foundation of so much of what I talk about and teach because I believe that power comes from having a powerful relationship with ourselves and a powerful relationship with ourselves is one in which we are fiercely supportive of ourselves. (laughs) So I'm realizing that I am 42 minutes into this episode and I've only gotten through two items on my list of five items. I've gotten through confidence and executive presence because I went down a massive self-love rabbit hole, which is the best possible rabbit hole to go down. So I'm very okay with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close out today's episode. And next week, I am going to finish this and share the other three items on the list of the five pillars, the five skills, the five ingredients that will make you unstoppable in meetings. So sit tight. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to take this work much deeper, if you want to become the woman who exudes confidence in meetings, not because she's harsh on herself, not because she's a perfectionist and insists she gets it right all the time, but because she has that fierce inner relationship with herself that allows her to take up space, you will probably love the Art of Speaking Up Academy because that is the foundation for how I do that inner work on mindset with my clients inside the Academy. You can learn more about the Academy by heading to justguzzitcoaching.com slash Academy. I will drop it in the show notes and doors open November 5th and close November 18th. And I would love to have you in there with me so I can support you in your journey of becoming so damn powerful and so unstoppable and becoming the version of you who builds a juicy, fulfilling career because your gifts and talents are finally getting to be seen in meetings. I will drop that information below. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. I will catch you in the next one. Bye.